Good morning, Raboisai. Eretz Hakodesh, Lili Nishmas, Imi Marasi Rusmas Mordechai, and for Rafur Shleima of our very dear friend, he's on Zoom all the time. We know him very well, Stephen Sokolov from South Bend, Indiana. He has double pneumonia, and his wife asked that we should daven for him for Rafur Shleima. So today's share Rafur Shleima for Simchon Nachum. Ben Yehudis Dasi, it says, maybe Hadassah, from the MDY chat Hever. Some Dailam on the chat, they're sponsoring Lerfur Shlema. Let me show you what he looks like. In case you don't know, I grabbed a picture from uh, a still, like from one of the videos that he sent in for the Seum. Where is it? Oh, here it is. It's not, it's not a very flattering picture, but in case you want to know what he looks like, this is him. Very young guy. I'm not exactly sure what's going on over there, but his wife seems concerned. Uh, this was from Yisrael Goldstein yesterday, watching the shear and doing some other extracurricular activity. And today we have doubles. What do I mean by that? This is from uh, David Zlatnik from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Hope when you read this email, we already have President Trump re-elected in a landslide, and of course, you made your flight and are back home, but when I arrived at the voting place this morning, I realized I should vote for you. Please see the picture attached. Okay. We won't be Republicans and Democrats. We'll be the party of Yoimi, and you can make Daf Yoimi mandatory for all Yidin, of course. We'll make the USA the world a better place. I know it's a long shot, but you never know. Thank you for getting waited in line in Corona to vote for that. Okay, thank you for giving such an amazing share, and thank you to the whole team for making everything run so smoothly on a daily basis. I watch on YouTube every day. Haven't missed a day since we started the cycle. Reboisai, he hasn't missed a day in over 300 days since we started the cycle. And it's really unreal how I feel such a part of the shear, and I feel you're giving the shear right in front of me every single day. I hope you watch it on one of those giant screens that the Elam is watching it on. Looking forward to joining the Shir and Israel once things return to normalcy. An addicted member of the Shir, David Z, Brooklyn, New York. We got another one. I don't recall who this is from. Maybe this is from Avi Sherman, not even sure. Another person voted for not just me, but let me read this here. Roy, Eli Stefanski, Yosef Biliak, Yeshua, Aaron Price, Noam Fix, Menachemata, and all the way in the bottom. Well, guess who the final vote is for? Could you read this? Yoel Bergman was voted. Now, another double one, real quickly. These are very short. This one is from Yitzi Hershkovitz, from Yitzi Distributors of Fine Foods. I believe he's the one that invented the Yitzi pancakes. You know that they, they have it in New York. It comes in a, like a milk bottle, you pour it out, and it's ready. I think that's him. Dear Raveli, first I want to welcome you back to Eretz HaKodesh. I hope that you have a safe flight and I hope that we'll all meet there very soon with the coming of Mashiach. I also want to thank you for the way you explained today's Daf, Daf Peizayin. It really helped me and saved me from giving up on the Daf. May I continue to hear many shirim from you in the future. Yitzhi Hershkowitz. Mordechai Zapaznik. Dear Raveli, I want to thank you for all the arts and crafts you did in Daf Peizayin. It really helped me understand the Gemara. Admire you for going out with all the pictures and arts and crafts in this Daf, even though you just got back from Eretz Yisrael. It shows me that you really care about the Daf. And the shir gives me a lot of chizik to make sure to listen to the shir every day. Your Talmud Mordechai Zapazik. Yishkoyach. 
Today is daf pei ches. So you have to chop the daf. Then daf paz, paz, zov paz. So no, we're not even holding daf paz. We're past that. Believe it or not, it's, uh, it's not a. Don't get used to this. But we're on today's daf, a couple lines down, and it's a continuation of the sugya that. Rav Hananya ben Akavio, he instituted three things. One of them was that you're allowed to use a towel on Shabbos. In fact, we had a Mishnah about it in Mesechta Shabbos. Umistapkin ba'aluntis ma'i, two lines down from the top of Dav Peiches. Desanyo, YouTube is okay, I'm not in the screen, this, the thing is not in the dat, okay. We're trying something else, we're going off the uh, regular uh, phone thing, not, oh! Daddy Kornblut, Shom Aleichem. I don't see your son, but I see you. Where the where is Chaim? V'chishoyim and Chaim Anochi. Where's your other son? Haven't seen him in months. All right, fine. Saim stopping all the malutis umanicho b'chaloin. So what he allowed is to use a towel on Shabbos. Put it in the mikvah. You don't take it home. You put it in the window of the mikvah. Why? We're concerned that if you're going to bring it home, you might come to wring it out. Soichet, soichet is melaben, aser. V'leim sereno lul yorin. Don't give it to the attendant in the mikvah. They are really bad. Mepnei shechashudin al oisoi davar. Rashi says because they, we don't trust them. They'll try to do schita, they'll try to wring it out. Now, if you're wondering to yourself, like I was, why does it use the Lashen here? It's a very strong Lashen. What's Oisoy Dover? On Schita. Oisoy Dover usually is like a, not such a nice thing. And in fact, when we learned Mesechta Shabbos, it's all the way at the end of the Mesechta, the Rach, on this, this Lashen right here, he says, Dover means they'll use the towel and they'll be metama the towel with Shikva Zerah. That's what he says. It, it fits in better with the Lashen. Fine. Reb Shimon Oimer, it seems like this is what this is the heter that Reb Hanani ben Akavi gave, and Reb Shimon Oimer, and Reb Shimon adds, and he says, "Af If you ever wonder why you see in Eretz Yisrael befrat, you see Shabbos morning. Sometimes you see a chassid yid with a towel on his shoulder walking from the from the mikveh, guy to hide from the mikveh. But it says in the Gemara in Al you have to leave it in the chaloin. Reb Shimon Oimer, this is how he passed. I'm not concerned that he's going to wring it out on Shabbos. It's not a problem. Omar Rabbi Baravuno Lishonu Elo Lemalis Avalishbaychasur. So now we're going into a whole sugya. Going back to this beautiful mechitza device, you're allowed to have a mechitza pluya, a hanging. Ellie, yes. Can you fix the YouTube phone? It's crooked. Crooked? I thought I fixed it, but okay, hold on. Yeah, you're right. It is crooked. It wasn't like that, I thought, when I started. Things happen. All right. Better? Okay. Shkoyach. All right. It's better to be perfect and look perfect. Nobody should, another hundreds of people look like this. Not so good. All right. So we're talking about this hanging mechitza, this box that we build way above the water. And we pretend that the mechitza goes down into the water. Mechitza tluya. Says the Gemara, we weren't thinking about it. 
This is halacha that you could bring the water upwards from the canal that's below your house into your house. But to pour water out, you have, what are you going to do? They didn't have drainage then. Somebody went to the bathroom or whatever. You have dirty water. You want to pour it into the, into the canal. Also, why? Because the water is moving. Directly below the box is your rishos. It's a rishos hayachad. But two, two inches past the box is already a caramelis. You're not going to pour water into caramelis and it's constantly moving. So basically you're, you're, moving it, you're putting it into a, a moving caramelis. You can't do that. Now, if you look at Tysus real quickly, Tysus talks about a boat again. That Allah is if you have shoifchim, you have dirty water on a boat, what do you do? You pour it onto the wall of the boat and it goes weiter. So he says, the word geyser on koichai, which is, your, your, it's not you direct power, because you put it on the wall of the boat, and then it went into the water. But over here, we're concerned, says Taisus, we're concerned it's going to go directly into Rosh Hashanah. This water will bring it right into Rosh Hashanah, where in the middle of an ocean, in the middle of a lake, it's not shchiach, it's going to go into Rosh Hashanah, and that's why they were makel on a boat. Okay. Says the Gemara, Maskevler of Shizvi. The Chima ben Zelu Uka. So, on this Ahmad, we're going to have a Mishnah. We can talk about it now, we're going to talk about it later. A Uka is a cesspool. And that Allah is that if you have a cesspool in your yard, I guess they used to dig into the yard and pour their stuff in there. The Allah is that if your yard is less than four Amas, you have to have a cesspool. And even if the cesspool is full to the top, you're allowed to pour water into it. I, I know that when I pour the water into it, it's going to go into the Rosh Hashanah and it's going to go immediately. As I pour it, it's going to go. It's not a problem. A cesspool, and we have it today as well. You know, a lot of people have these manholes in their yard and it's designed to absorb the water. Now, even when the water doesn't absorb, you, you flush your toilet down, and then it, it, comes, off, it comes up and it, and it rolls away. But your intent is not to have it go into the Rosh Rabin. It's what's your kavana? It's about kavana over here. And your kavana is davish and miskavin. Your kavana is to put it in the pit. The fact that it moves weiter from the pit, that's something else. But over here, when you pour it directly into the moving canal below your house, that's your kavana. You kavana, you know where it's going, and it's going out immediately. It just moves, it's constantly moving. That's the difference. So Hana timing, the cesspool in your yard is designed to absorb, and even if you know that it's not going to absorb right now, that's not your kavana. Mashaikin over there, that is your kavana. Ikadami. And now we're going to have the exact opposite in Rabbi Baravuna. The opposite. It's 100% mutter to spill your water out into this hanging mechitza. Ah, love this mechitza. Hanging mechitza. So don't say it's asur. Okay. You're allowed to spill the water as well, but not in a chatzar. In a chatzar that's less than four amas, that you can't do. You don't have this, this idea that that's not your kavana, because over there, you will 100% want it to go out.
Omar of Shizbi. Pshito, Hainuuko. So now the Gemara is going to ask the reverse question that we asked before. Why wouldn't it be mutter? To, a second ago we said it's also, but in this Lashon we're saying that it's 100% mutter to spill water going into the canal. Why not? Why is it any different than a cesspool? Oh, the Chiddush is not the same. I had a time about early timing. We're going to use the same as far as we used before. A cesspool is a little different because it's designed to absorb, and if it doesn't absorb, who cares? But if that's what that's its design. That's your kavana. Mashainkin in a in a river, even in a canal in a river, you let it spill your water out there. Says the Gemara v'chein shnei The halacha applies if you have two. Let's see if we have the picture here. Shnei gizusterois. I knew you're gonna ask me about psikresha. I was waiting for that. You mean it's one thousand percent going to go out there? I don't know if it's a thousand percent gonna go out there. I don't know if it's a psikresha. Psikresha means that it's one hundred percent going to happen. I don't know. As I was reading it, I, I was waiting for you to ask me that. I don't know why. Maybe because it's a good kasha. I hear, does it, is it 100% going to go to Rishus Rabbim? I don't know. If it's 100% going to go to Rishus Rabbim, you might be right. It's a situation we have to understand why. Mm, can't think of a good reason if, if it's 100%. Okay, we'll have to think about it. This halacha of balcony next to balcony, that the lower guy is permitted to use the upper guy's mechitzat luya. That's only when they're close to each other. We learned this halacha. Al b'mufleges, when it's more than four tzvachim away, el yoyna muteres. So, f- stop. L- sorry. We said that when they require an Eruv, and if there's no Eruv, they're Aser. But if there's an Eruv, it's Mutter. When do we say that one is Aser, that this guy is Aser, and they're both Aser, in other words, he, the lower guy Asers the upper guy, when they're close to each other. But when they're far away from each other, then the upper guy and the lower guy have nothing in common, because the lower guy, in a second we're going to see why not, the lower guy can't Aser the upper guy. Why? Since he, the only way he can use the upper now Rashi points out, it's not talking about height, it's talking about distance. And when it comes to distance, even if it's 10 amas high, it's not a problem. But if it's, if it's horizontally away from him, 4 amas, then you have to toss it. You have to throw it in the air. And going back to that halacha that we learned extensively the other day, Rav holds that I cannot answer somebody else's property through my usage of the airway. So Rabbi says in the name of Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Yosef Omar, in the name of Rabbi Yishaya. So the Gemara in the Havamina, in two lines we're going to have Charata from this, but this is the Havamina. Yesh Gazil B'Shavas. In other words, I could steal my friend's property. I'm not 100% such a Ganev, why? My friend is not using his property. It's a Churva. It's ruins. He has a dilapidated house. He never uses it. It's not usable. He wants to renovate it. But meanwhile, I use, I go in there, I play ball in the backyard without Rishos. I'm not asking Rishos. But you know what? What does he care? He's not using it anyways. One day he's going to knock down the house and build a new one. Right now, I'm stealing it. Quote, unquote. Stealing. To the point where 
I'm not going to make an Erev. I use this. My children use the backyard every single day. So why do I have to go ahead and make an Erev? It's mine. I just hopped it away from him. Says the Gemara. And then a second later, it just ruined this beautiful idea. V'churva machzer l'baylam. Oh, and you have to give it back to the owner and you have to make an Erev. So obviously, something's wrong here. It doesn't really make sense. Hagufa kashio. It's a kasha, it's a contradiction. You're saying that you could steal it to the point you don't have to make an Eruv. It's yours, so to speak. Then a second later, you have to give it back. You have to make an Eruv. No, you misunderstood. It's a regular gzela. Give it back right away. You have no business using the guy's backyard and therefore you must make an Eruv. That's all we're trying to say. You know what? It was a false havim, and we're just trying to explain to you the b'risa. Basically, yesh gezel means not that you could steal it, the opposite. It's stealing and give it back. And memela, since you have to give it back, you must, give, you, you must make an Arab. So, maise shahaya, if you have a, a, a yard, and you tend to use your, your neighbor's yard without permission because you figure he doesn't care, ma'ich pasleh, it doesn't matter. You have to make an Eruv. I have a question though. So he understood that in this case, we have two balconies, one is lower than the other. This guy hops this balcony when, when the other guy is not looking. He likes to put his stuff there. Once in a while he needs room. He's walking around on his balcony. It's kind of tight. So with our shows, he uses it during the weekday. So he's, he's trying to hop the guy's balcony. If he hops the guy's balcony, he assers the other guy. Since he's buddies here, he uses his balcony. And now when it comes to Erov, he's going to make it usher for the top guy to use his device. They both need an Erov. Without an Erov, they both usher to, to use the device. Why? Because he, he constantly uses, the lower guy constantly uses the upper guy's balcony without permission. But if the bottom guy has to return it, he has no right to use it without Rishos. How could I make my, my friend's property usher and usher for him to use it without an Arab because I'm doing it Israel and I'm doing Oivar and Zela? So he's a nice guy, doesn't say anything. But I never, I never acquired Rishos from him. And that's why we explained it back when we learned it. Rashi explains over there, You're right. The only way the bottom guy could make an Isser on the top guy and make him Mechuyev to make an Erev is when they built it in a partnership. Wait a minute. If it's a partnership, so, what, so what's the difference? So if they made this device, this Mechitzatlui on the bottom one, it should also be also for both of them. They have a partnership. They're both using two things and they need a, they need a Mechitza here. They need an Erev. says, Gemara... But once they made this mechitza tluya for the bottom balcony, so yeah, they use it a lot and they, they're partners and everything. But what they're trying to say is that on Shabbos, we have nothing to do with each other. We don't want to have anything to do with each other. Look, I have my own device, you have your device. And the Mela, for Shabbos, they are not partners and they don't require. To make an Erev together. But if the, the, the Mechitzat Luya is only in the top guy, now they're partners. They built it together. They, they spent the money together. 
two people using the divide, they have to they have to make an erev. Zok the Mishnah. Hey, look Mishnah. What do we have here, real quickly? Reb David Asborn. Shalom Aleichem. And the wrong cornblut. I miss you. The dog misses you. But I don't know what you did. You mechanachim a little bit better. He's a shtickle better now. Ellie, yeah. We missed, we missed to recognize John Bodner's birthday. So we should wish John Bodner a good birthday. Wow, John Bodner. But, you know, I don't see him on Zoom. So he probably watches us on the YouTube, no? I used to see him on Zoom occasionally. It's not a joke, not a joke. In Bar Park, one of the many people that came out there in the sukkah, uh, I forgot his name though, the whole thing, a businessman, he tells me, I'm a closet YouTube guy, nobody knows about it, but I want to tell you, I never missed the shir, I'm here to support you, Shalom Yisrael. I don't think Eli Dykeman even knows who I'm talking about, maybe yeah, like a tall guy, like a, the whole, alright, fine. Oh, by the way, I, I want to mention, I forgot to, to, to make a point of it, but I, I, don't, I didn't talk to anybody about it, I just got an email. It seems like the first ever um, weekly, uh, what are we calling it, like a, um, a newsletter. I think it's going to be a very gishmaka thing, and Rabbi, um, Rabbi Schoenberg put a, a beautiful shtikl Torah there, and there's a t- so if you have something, a refor shleima, a mazel tov, a, a joke, uh, something, inspire, whatever it is, send it in to, to Daf Barama so it can be in the first one and we'll expand on it. We'll picture this, that, but it'll be a cool thing to send out every, every week or whatever, every other week, whatever, whatever. But they put some guys, Mamish worked hard on it. It looks very nice. It's Kishmaka stuff. We'll make another Chizuk for the Chabura. A way to, uh, to get everybody together. All right. Zog to Heiligim Mishnah. I did get an email from Pressman. I met him in Muncie and he wrote me an email. Maybe I'll read it one of these days. Like, he's stopping to press for the Chumash because he's waiting for me to get back on the 8-minute. Which, by the way, I put together yesterday and I almost did it. I was this close. Well, I'll start with the... I don't like doing that, starting from a new parak. I wanted to start yesterday. And I wrote it out and everything. But there was a few uh, issues that I had to take care of. And kids are today, Bezer Hashem. Blin Nether, it's starting today. All right. And then he's going to start pressing me again. We got to move. So if you have a chacher that's less than four amas wide, so as we discussed in the beginning, you have a small chacher. Let's see if I have a, oh, it's a picture. I should have used this maybe earlier. So here's your chacher. You can't pour wastewater in your chacher. This is less than four amas, eight by eight feet, let's say. Uka, a little bit of a cesspool, right here, I depicted it in red. And here would be your cesspool outside. Here's a nice one that he drew, the, the color of It even has a manhole here, you know, nice little covering. Fine. Now, a couple of things here. The Mishnah says, It's a beautiful picture that I found in Yoni, which shows you the Nekev Ulamata. Meaning, there's a drainage pipe that goes from your Chatzor outwards, depicted in red, this red circle. So the water level, up until this drain pipe that takes it out to the Jerusalem, that has to hold two saw. Now let's talk about two saw for a second. There's a trick question to, to get you thinking a little bit. We learned about two saw, a lot in this Masechta. What's two saw? 70 plus ama by 70 plus ama. 50 by 100 ama. 
That's 100 feet by 200 feet. That's two saw. It says over here in the Mishnah that the cesspool has to hold two saw. How is that possible? 100, uh, 200 feet by 100 feet. It's just a trick question. The answer is that what we were learning about two saw means that you could plant seeds on two saw. How much area, how, what size field do you plant seeds? The size is 100 by 200 feet, 50 amma by, 50, by 100 amma, or 70 by 70 amma. But what, how, how much are these seeds? How much is two saw seeds? You're not going to believe this. See in the Ramah, the Ramah says, a half a amma by half a amma. Found the perfect thing here. See this plaque? This is a half a One foot, 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters. Now, it, uh, I'm sorry, I should say it's this way. The height is slightly more, six centimeters, like a foot and a couple of inches. Okay? So this is the size. Your cesspool only has to be this big. Don't think that it has to be too soft. That's, a, that's all I wanted to, to emphasize here. Too soft that we're talking about is in fact a huge area. Way more, 70 amma by 70 amma is a lot more than 4 amma. You're talking about a 4 amma chatzar here. Fine. But that's the amount of seeds, a box of seeds could you, you plant on 70 by 7. Alright. So this cesspool has to hold two saw of water. So, uh, so if you have a chatzar that's less than 4 ammas, you must have a cesspool. Otherwise, you cannot pour your water there. It's not going to absorb it. So, whether your cesspool is inside the chatzar or your cesspool is out of the chatzar, you must have a covering on the cesspool. Why? And this Rabbi Sai, I don't know if anybody ever thought about this. There's a major problem to go to the bathroom on Shabbos. Why? Because when I flush the toilet, the water that I flush goes from my house and goes outside into the street, into Rosh Hashanah. Why is that not a problem? I just took an item and I, I, I moved it into Rosh Hashanah. So the Chazanish says, based on this Mishnah, and this is the idea, I'll, I'll ask you another question. What is this area right over here? This area right over here is Rosh Hashanah. I could go and pour water into Rosh Hashanah from my house. How could I pour water from my house into Rosh Hashanah? This, this cesspool over here is sitting in Rosh Hashanah. It says, baby Bachutz. The answer is because it has a cover. And once it has a cover, it's not a Rosh Hashanah anymore. It's a Makayim Ptur. So I'm pouring water into Makayim Ptur. So we have to understand that. Great. By the way, since I just read this word, I must say the story that you're all familiar with, but it's like, Begeder Baruch When I was three years old, and this is brought in Rav Nachman Seltzer's book, who happens to be watching the Beis Medrash every single day. I didn't know this. But when I was in America, at that time I missed my flight and I went to curl up in my bed all depressed. I said, maybe I should say the shir now live. And then I went online and I looked at the video camera and I see 10 people in the base measures. 10 people. I couldn't believe it. I saw Dr. Factor and a bunch of other guys. And Nachman Seltzer sitting there with his son. So I asked him, he came to visit us. Every day, I never miss a day and my son comes with me. I didn't hop that. Okay, I don't see him on Zoom anymore. Fine. So Nachman Seltzer wrote in his book, Azoy, when I was three years old. Nachama, we're doing Chazor Sashir because it's very, it's Mamish and Nais. I wanted to build a treehouse with Yitzi Sussman, Simcha Sussman's brother, he's a Magachir in Shagashim. I wanted to build a treehouse on Shabbos Kodesh. I was three years old. So I went into the forest and I saw a piece of plywood and I said, Ah, oh, 
this is the perfect uh, platform for the treehouse. So I went to the piece of plywood and I lifted up the piece of plywood by myself and I started walking with it to lift it up and I fell into the bungalow colony's cesspool and the piece of plywood fell on top of me and Yitzi Sussman turns around and he says, Eli, Eli, where are you? He couldn't find me. He didn't know where I was. He thought, He went back to the bungalow colony, called my father, called Rup Shmuel Brazil, Rup Shmuelka Brazil. He said he was there, he witnessed the story and they saved my life. My mother ran, she broke her foot, but I was saved. So anyways, that was a cesspool with a cover. And that's what we're talking about. You have to have a cesspool, and it has to have a cover. That was my punishment at three years old for being, trying to be Michal Shabbos, build a, a treehouse on Shabbos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's very good to know. Remind me, write it down. Send me, send me a WhatsApp. I want to remember that name, please. Okay. Well, now I don't know if you should have said it, but over here, he's a, he's a, okay, he's a, he's a closet YouTuber. Okay. says the Mishnah. I want to finish the parak I don't know if that's going to happen. So now comes Rebbe Lezim Yaakov, and the Gemara is going to explain to us, by the way, so this is good to point it out here, that the entire Mishnah was Rebbe Lezim Yaakov. The fact that it says Rebbe Lezim Yaakov, oh, we're starting over here, it's not true. It's missing Sheh Rebbe Lezim Yaakov. This is the continuation, the Gemara will explain, but I just want to point it out here so we have some sort of context. Rebbe Lezim Yaakov comes and says that if you have a drainage that's Closed for in the Rishus Rabbim. Here's a nice picture from Yoni if I can find it. Oh. This way? Yeah. Here's the guy's house. Here's Rishus Rabbim, and he put a giant piece of metal over here. It's four Amas by four Amas. He pours it out into it. If it's covered four Amas, why? Again, it's a welcome tour that could absorb all this water and therefore is So say the Chachamim. It's usher to pour water directly into the biv. Maybe they're saying like, no, I'm a little bit. It's it's obviously going to happen. It's direct. You're not allowed to pour. I don't care if this biv is is a hundred amas long. In other words, it could absorb. It's not about absorbing, as we're going to see another svar in the Gemara. Because it, if the if the thing is absorbing, then a hundred amas is very absorbed. But you could pour it on the roof. In those days, the roofs were flat. I pour it on the roof, and what's going to happen? There's a, this drainage. There's a drainage canal here. And it's, go, it's going to go directly to the ground, to the Rishus Rabbim, but on the, on the roof you're allowed to. Not in the biv. Not in a drainage on the ground. We said that the chotzer has to have four amas in order for you to pour the water. And if not, you need to have a cesspool. However, if you have a combination of over here you have the pergola on the outside, so you have two amas by four amas. Over here you have a chotzer in blue, 
two Amas by four Amas. So the two Amas by four Amas, the two Amas by four Amas are going to be mitzvahed. We're going to see soon that they have to be lined up. They're not offset like this. They have to be lined up. But that's cheating. That's what the Gemara is going to talk about soon. V'chein shtei diyotais zoi keneged zoi. Diyotais basically, here's a beautiful picture from Yoni. I have another one if you want to see. Two upper levels. Why upper? I'm not 100% sure. They are opposite each other. These guys made a cesspool down here. The guy on the left. The guy on the right wants to use this guy's cesspool. The guy over here, you see him carrying his water, is not allowed to use the cesspool. The Gemara is going to discuss whether there's an Erev, not an Erev. What is the problem? Says the Gemara, my time up. So we have here two Svaras. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know why he drew it. Yuta Elyaina, I know it's an Aliyah. Why? I wasn't sure why the Mishnah says that it's an Aliyah. Not, not 100% sure. Like if it's a, a ground level, two ground levels, one has a, a Uka, the other one doesn't. I, I didn't hop. I'm missing something. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know what I'm missing exactly, but you hear what I'm saying, Menachem? You have Pshat? Tell me. So the Gemara gives us two svaras why it has to be in a chatzar for Amos. Uh, Shat number one is because a person uses two saw of water every day. So this is a svara of then I want to settle the dust. I have a lot, my, my, my yard is very dusty. I take the water and use it in a certain way to settle the dust. Okay. As the Gemara is going to explain, only in the summer, when there's dust, in the winter, like here in Israel, it's raining already 24 hours, Givaldic. In Chicago, by the way, it snowed two days, by the way, I forgot to mention that. But two, two days that I was there, it snowed. It didn't stick or anything, but it's not. Pacha is Now, we just turned to that Pei Ches on Bay, sponsored by Dr. Alan Listhaus the Tzadik. In memory of my mother, Shendel Bas Aaron Hirsch, and Bracha, uh, I'm sorry, Shendel Bas Aaron Hirsch, and Bracha, by her son. And sponsored by the Austin and Tobias grandchildren, Lili Nishmas, our Bobby, Zissel Bass, Chaim, she was Nifter at the age of 98. Less than four Amas, you don't do Ziluf, you don't, you don't try to settle the dust. Therefore, it's just, you pour it out. And Mimela, this Xera here, says Rashi, that you might throw out the water directly into Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, if you made a cesspool, then it's okay. If you didn't make a cesspool, then it's no good. Now another Svar. So Svar number one is that I use the water in the summer to settle the dust. The Svar that we had before, that four Amas could absorb two saw of water. Less than four amas, not. Ask the Gemara, my benayu. Very simple. If the chatzar is two amas by eight amas, it has the same amount of square footage as a four by four, but it's long. People don't bother to settle their dust. Like, I, I think I mentioned this, my friend in, in, in Flatbush in the 30s, he has a strip of grass that's two feet by six feet in front of his house. And I made fun of him. I said, here, I'm over the grass. I jumped over it. I said, this is your yard. And he got very insulted. 
A yard like that nobody cares about. He does. He, he mows his lawn with the scissors. He goes, gets her, puts his two cabbages. Like said. Fine. But normal people are not mezalif. They don't care if this dust is settled or not because it's not a, a it's two feet long. Imagine if it was six inches by a hundred feet. You're going to start ziluf. If it's four by four, fine. But if the vart is absorption, then absorption is in square feet. So even if you have two amas by eight amas, it's the same square ama. Mmela, this does apply. Absorbing does apply, whereas settling the dust doesn't apply. Omar Ask him a number of questions. Says in our Mishnah, So in this picture, like we mentioned before, look at this. It's not it's not four by four because the red box of the chasadra is over here. The blue box is over here. This seems like Absorption rather than ziluf. Says the Gemara, says that it has to do with settling the dust. Uh, yeah, Cassio, why is this okay? You don't settle dust like this. This is a weird shape. No, you learn Pshat wrong. They're side by side. The blue and the red equal. Four by four, ama square. They're not offset like you thought in the Havimim. Tashma, It's not square. You're not a pour water. That says that it has to do with settling the dust. That's why it has to be square. Why does it have to be square? Why does it mention four by four? Just say the 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 the, the square ama. Why are you telling me it has to be exactly four by four? Rabbanon in the Mishnah who say, remember that you're not allowed to pour water even into a drainage that's a hundred amma long. Obviously, they don't hold of the concept of absorption. Because if they do, they would say a hundred amma absorbs a lot. So what do they hold? They hold of the concept of ziluf, of settling the dust. So this b'risa goes according to Rabbanon. Umasnisin in our Mishnah, Rebbe Yaakov and Rebbe Lezbi Yaakov our Mishnah does hold of absorbing. That's why when we're learning the Mishnah, we're talking about absorption, not absorption. Who told Rebbe that the Mishnah is talking about absorbing? Maybe it's ziluf, maybe it's settling the dust. Because in the Mishnah, the, the Lushan is very, very much aligned with absorbing rather than settling the dust. It was, he had a kasha. My ear, the tonic chotzeshib chusa, listni chaser sheimba daladamos adaladamos. Why is the, what is? Let's think about the lashon. The mission says if it's missing from the four by four, what does that mean? That it doesn't have the right amount of square footage. It doesn't have the right amount of square amos. It's a missing. That's not what the mission should say. The mission should say it doesn't have the right shape. The point is not the right amas, the point is the right shape. As long as it's not square, people don't settle dust. So don't say that it's pachas 4 by 4 say it's, it's, it's 2 by 4 it's 2 by 8 for instance. If it's not 4 by 4 but it's 2 by 8 you, it's also not good. If we're talking about absorption, it's square amas. That makes a lot of sense. Pachas, it's missing from the square amas. But if the problem is to settle dust, then the word missing doesn't fit in here. It, it's not the point. The point is not that it's missing from the square footage. It's, the point is that it's missing from the shape. That's the point. 
Not pachos, but the shape is off. Obviously, Reb felt that our Mishnah is a problem of absorption. Ask the Gemara. So, like I pointed out when we learned the Mishnah, smack in the middle of the Mishnah, it says, a whole new Reb that talks about if you have a drainage pipe and it has to be covered. But it's in the middle of the Mishnah. It's only from the midpoint of the Mishnah that Rebbe Lezim starts. But the first part is not, is not the sheet of Rebbe Lezim at all. Says the Gemara, it is. Kula Rebbe It's all going with Rebbe Lezim that the Svara in the Mishnah is, if you have a Chatzar, it has to be able to absorb, and how much is absorption? Four by four. The Chasur Mechzer, the reason why it starts in the middle of the Mishnah, Rebbe as if he starts over there and he doesn't talk about the beginning, it's missing. You have to understand by yourself that what? If it's less than four Amas, you can't pour water in the Shabbos. But if it has four Amas, you do. Why? Not Rebbe You have to add a Shin. It's, because, it's a continuation. Because Rebbe says, It has to do with absorption and etc. Says the Gemara, Rebelezim Yaakov Oimer, Biva Komor. Now, according to Chachamim, now we have to just jump to Chacham, not Rebelezim Yaakov, it says Vechulu. According to Chachamim, Masnisin, Deloike Chananyo. Our mission doesn't go according to Chananyo, that what? Desanyo Chananyo Oimer, Afilu Gag Meo Amelo Yishpoich. I don't know if you, uh, in Eretz I was once on a bus. Yushalmi girl said to another girl, My mamen macht alle Erev Shabbos asponjuk doila. I don't know if you know what that means. Kids are, I learned that you saw there's something called a spongek doila and a spongek tana. Spongek tana is that you take a, a rag, you put it on the, on the sponge stick, and you do sponges. Spongek doila means you take a hose, you hose down your whole apartment. And what happens? It happened more than once to me. You walk in Meisharim, you're minding your own business, and all of a sudden, pfft, you get shot with water right in the head. Why? Because my mama macht of Shabbos is spongek doila. Shkoyach. I, there's people walking in the street, too bad on them. Where's my sponge of going to go? Fine. So, it just reminded me of this. This Chananya says that these rooftops are flat. And then Melo, when I make sponge of on my rooftop, I'm pouring water on my rooftop, where's it going to go? It goes immediately onto the sidewalk in one direct motion. Shkoyach. So you're over. You're going from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. He's mechulak on everybody in the Mishnah. And he says, you cannot do a roof. Chacham say you can do a roof, but you can't do a drainage pipe. He says, even a roof you can't. Lefi shayna gagos, So now the Gemara says, listen, all that we discussed was in the summer. It doesn't make a difference. Think about it in those days, Nebuch. You go into your yard, you're full of mud and this. It's disgusting. So what's the difference? You pour this, you pour that. How much you pour... You need a cesspool? Your whole backyard is a cesspool. You go, you pour. He doesn't care. He doesn't have kavanah. He pours it here. He pours it there. What's the difference? You can't pour more water on water. It's all mud anyway. But it's not true. Think about it. In the Mishnah. Again, we're talking about Chachamim. Who say that you can't pour water into a drainage pipe that's 100 feet long. Obviously. It says you can't. 
But in the winter, what do I care? If I'm gonna, you're concerned that he's gonna ruin his yard. He, he doesn't care. Why? He, he doesn't want it to go into the ground because he doesn't care about ruining his yard. It's already ruined. And if the whole problem is because people might say, "Oh, look at him." This Tamut Chacham guy, he does Daf Yomi every day. He pours his water, so I'm also going to do it. And he's going to go directly to Rosh Hashanah and pour directly to Rosh Hashanah. Or he's going to do it in the summer, says Rash. Whatever the proud. But people are going to learn from him and they're going to make mistakes based on it. You should know that these pipes are constantly dripping water all, year, all, all winter long. So nobody thinks that you just poured water in there. They think it's from the rain that happened two days ago. Okay. The Mishnabur actually points out even if there's no rain today, it didn't rain. But these pipes constantly have like a certain, you know, they're always, they're always spitting out water. In the winter, if you have a cesspool that holds two saws, now, do tesis real quickly. Bottom tesis, very important. Very short. Doesn't mean two saws. You can put 60 saws. The Gemara should have said, you could fill up a cesspool, the size of the cesspool. If it's three saw, three saw, one saw, one saw. Why does the Gemara make a distinction between two saw and one saw, as we're going to see in a second? Obviously, because two saw, you can go way more than two saw. One saw, you're stuck at one saw. Right? So Tyson says, why are you telling me two different measurements? Say just a general rule. What, however large it is, that's how much water you can pour in it. But in the summer, if it's two saw, that's the, that's the measurement. But if it's only one saw, forget about it. Ask the Gemara, what's the difference? Why can't you put one saw worth? It holds one saw, put one, one, one saw. Because you might come to put more. So what's the difference? How come in the winter, you're not concerned? Oh, like the Svaras we said before. What are you concerned in the winter? That he's makbe, that it should go into Rosh Hashanah. He's not so makbe because his, his, his yard is ruined anyways. Muddy anyways. And if you're concerned what other people are going to say about him, and therefore, therefore, even if it's a very large amount, you could pour it in there, even 30 saw, 60 saw, it doesn't matter, says Abaya in Rav Nachman. Should I go weiter? Should I finish the parak or stop here? It's a very good shayla. We're going to stop right here. Shir Hamalois, Yishkoyach, have a wonderful day, everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. Yitzi Spiro, Shalom Aleichem. Ah, it's great to see you. What? What'd you say? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Good day. Oh, good day. I'll take that. Yeah. Reb Shmelke, what's up, Zach? What's up, Tayyid? I just want to tell you. Yeah. Years ago, I asked this kasha. And they laughed at me. What's the kasha? They said, so, Klotz kasha. The one that you mentioned, I think it's a shallow to flush the toilet in Shabbos. It goes down to the Shisarab. Yeah. I'm saying we, you know what? A lot of times we do things now because uh, everybody does it, so we don't really think right. about the implications. Does it have a shaila in Allah or not? It's an interesting shaila. So what's the answer? The answer is because it's a makam tour. Since it's covered, right. it's a makam tour, and it's not going to, it's no. not considered going to Israel. That's not how they answered it. They answered it. It goes. It doesn't go it doesn't, you're not pushing it into the Shisarabim. It's not Koychoy. It's not Koychoy. You're saying like Toysvist. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. But Toysvist says... Right. But, but Toysvist says that we don't say that when it goes through Shisarabim. We say that in the Carmelis. You have to look in Toysvist here. Toysvist says that Koychoy... Listen, Koychoy and Shisarabim is a problem, says Toysvist. In a Carmelis, in a, in, a, in a boat, it's not a problem. That's why we pour water on the side of a boat. But to say the Koychoy, that's not a good answer. It's just a rabbi. That's why you have to come out to the Chazanish that it's a Mokab not a not a Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi. All right. Yeah, what's the problem in China? Probably in a, in a village. How many people? Really? Let me turn off YouTube for a second. Oh, excited that I messaged you. Ellie, you're the best.